This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I'm never watching another movie like The Blind Side ever again. I just hate that Sandra Bullock had to go all the way blonde to get it. I always loved her her whole career. I still loved her in that movie. She did it. Like, she did that shit. Yo, that movie, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is a tearjerker type of movie. This is a good movie. It was good. I mean, honestly, looking back at it, there were some moments that I'm just like, Oh. But it was still a movie at the time that I really, really loved right. and I enjoyed. And now we have to find a way to separate her, once again, separating the art from the artist because the art was great and the artist is still great. But the art itself is now also wrapped up in a whole white mess. Bro, they were milking the fuck out of Michael Orr's career. Sounds like from the beginning. From the jump. They signed a document. That said, you're not a part of our family, actually. They asked him, you would be, you want to be a part of our family? The yeah. They probably said, used the word family at the same time. And he was like, oh, great, a family. a family now. No, actually. The document says. We just have rights over, like, the business and anything concerned. I mean, anything that goes over your career. You're, we're your legal guardians. Yeah, so. And specifically, you're not a part of the exactly. family. Exactly. A.K.A. Dance Monkey Dance. That's oh, pretty much what they told him. Oh, I hate that. Oh, That's crazy to me. Yeah, man. Oh, and they said that when the movie got, when they the movie was filmed, their parents and their two children got paid, like what they say, 20 or 200? 250K. Each. 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 And Michael, each. Got, he signed a he document got a thank you. that said, we, we have the rights to your life and actually anything you make you give away you give it away allegedly oh, that is insane to that's me crazy separate sandra bullock from that no she ain't got nothing to do with that no. she 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 did a good role yeah when she played that snake ass bitch <laughs> i hope both sides of her pillow is warm tonight oh my gosh. you ready yep let's start the show i I've been working all night, now I need to hear you call my name. Where you at? On the way. How far? On the way. Bopping, bopping on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been going all day and now I need to Welcome back to another episode of the On The Way Podcast, where we give it to you straight. In this space, we won't say anything behind your back that we won't say to your face. We keep you up to date with the latest music, news, and everything related while you are on the way. I'm Khalil. And I'm Sylvie. And this is the On The Way Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on your way to fire up your own grill this weekend. You can listen to this podcast on your way to the roller rink. But either way... Anyway, this is the On The Way podcast. Black Queen. It's me again. Sylvie Jones, how are you? I'm feeling really good, blessed, happy to be here, alive in this moment, in this space and time. Mm. Um, I've had a good week so far. We took a little break last week, um, so it feels good to come back, mm-hmm. refreshed, rejuvenated. Um, in my time away, I did a lot of just... The usual things, plus I got into like some shows, like I got into Swagger, which is on Apple TV, which is really good. Um, I was also watching a whole bunch of like old 
movies and shows and binges. Um, and at the same time, just been trying to be outside, be active and enjoy the weather while we still have it. Word. How well, are you? We still have ear- I'm good because mm-hmm. it is starting to get darker earlier now. I'm noticing. We're getting the we're getting the end quick. of summer, but a mix of spring. Like you know, it's already starting it. to get dark by eight o'clock. I like when it's dark at nine o'clock, but I feel like that's kind of over and yeah. it was over quick. Yeah, summer's not over. I want people to like drop that narrative. Yeah, it's not no, fully it's over not, yet. No, no. It's where, but you see where it's like the there is a end shift of the spectrum of it. Yes, it's coming to that part. It's a shift. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I am in my. I did not expect to like this show as much as I do, but I am in my Seinfeld era right now. Though. Really? Like that old trope, I think is kind of dead. That white people Seinfeld is for white people and Martin is yeah, for no, black no, no, people. No, no. If that one, that one isn't true. I realized it was dead when I started watching Curb. That's the thing that made me get into Seinfeld. <laughs> I was like, so this is the nigga who he's famous mm-hmm. because he wrote that. Yeah. That couldn't have been that big for no reason if this show is that big. Let me see what it's about. I am deep into, like, season, like, six now. Like, just the fact that it's during the 90s. We lived mm-hmm. during that time to see what these things, yeah. those adults were going through now are similar to the same things that we go through exactly. as adults now. Exactly. It all connects, and just the way that they do it, like, it was just a different time. It was great. Um, so ne- thank you, Netflix, for holding me down. Um, and also, I've been watching, like, a whole bunch of, like, old movies this summer. Like movies right? Because we pay for these streaming services. We didn't have access like this before. Mm-hmm. We just have to go rent everything. But we pay for all these now. It's like as well. anything you want to look up that's on IMDb, you can just look up, like, movie and see where's it streaming. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much have it. I watch Saving Private Ryan. I'll be watching more movies like that. And that's why, because they're a bit too gory for me. Right. But uh, the story was great. It was Steven Spielberg, so I knew it was going to be a great story. And finally, I watched it. Tom Hanks, of course, great. Matt Damon, amazing. They didn't have no niggas in it because they got away with it because it was World War Two and they yeah. couldn't have it. I like to believe they was the ones who came in and in, in the in the in the uh airplanes with the Tuskegee Airmen. That's what I like to believe. They saved the day. But anyway, um yeah, there are all all these movies around here. And I don't like movies like that. The one thing I just like to say watch it to say I've watched it. Right. So then I can say it's off. I'm I can't sit through that again. But uh yeah, and I think it's good that we took off last week, you know? I think that niggas had the real life Avengers Endgame and uh, everything that was said needed to be said mm-hmm. um down on that wharf one yeah, day pretty in much. Montgomery. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yep. Let's get into the weekly playlist. Weekly playlist. The weekly playlist. Weekly playlist. It's the weekly playlist, baby. To keep up with our weekly playlist, follow us on Instagram at On The Way Weekly, where we release it every week. This week, we've got Watch The Sun Live by PJ Morton, Unruly by Alamande, Kiss Me When You See Me by Kay Roosevelt, and Infinity Club by Bambi. This week for my first project, I had Watch The Sun Live, The Mansion Sessions by PJ Morton, who's from New Orleans, Louisiana, we know. And this is actually his 11th album. Nice. Um, He is the only producer on here because he makes the songs. Mm -hmm. Of course, he has other composers and writers, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, The features on this one uh, were Susan Carroll, Kenyon Dixon, Mr. Talkbox, Tiandra Norris, Tiandria Norris, Sonny Patterson, Shalia, Zacardi Cortez, Erica Campbell, Lisa Knowles, Lisa Knowles Smith, Tim Rogers, Samote, and Daryl Music City Walls. Um, so yeah, I love a PJ Morton live album right. when he takes it and he takes whatever album he's been torn with and you know because he's actually a musician and sits and plays everything and can play with bands and with people and under people and for people 
and while he's singing that he comes and he um comes out with these live versions of these albums the one he did for gumbo is mm-hmm. it was it was the songs of gumbo but it had a completely different feel and so it feels like a different album and that's the same thing that he did for uh the mansion session i mean for uh watch the sun the mansion sessions um specifically i liked uh good morning featuring susan carroll uh, that her voice is amazing live or recorded but for some of these though like the originals he didn't have the original artists singing on the track and he got he called in some friends to sing their parts nice so for on my way he called in and like we were talking about kings of r&b nowadays i think these are two kings of r&b in this current market for sure uh, he called in Kenyon Dixon mm. to do uh, On My Way, and that collaboration was just great. That song originally has Elder Barge on it, and mm-hmm. so Kenyon Dixon stepped in for Elder Barge, and it also had a Bobby Caldwell, "What do you, what love want, what you gonna do for love?" interpolation, "Be Like Water," um, how PJ, I love how he carried the song despite not having Nas or Stevie on the original track. Sonny Patterson's spoken word at the end was a perfect idea for holding the place, and it served as like a somewhat of a remix for the song. So lonely with the calypso beat live felt great. Watch the sun with those background vocals were amazing. PJ's vocals were great song if you elevated. Uh, Better Benediction. This was the ultimate gospel mic toss with members of both versions of the Better Benediction because the first one is just him with with uh, do uh, guy gospel friends he calls mm-hmm. in, and the second is kind of a remix with lady gospel friends. And so this one included both, including Zacardi Cortez, Erica Campbell, Lisa Knowles Smith, Tim Rogers, Samote, and Daryl Music City Walls of the Walls Group. And then he ended it with a sped up. Uh, version of comma 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 version Stop. of lauren hills um, <laughs> the sweetest thing pj style and i definitely dug it i love that for my first project this week i had unruly by alamade he's a nigerian rapper singer songwriter and record executive alamade mainly records music in yoruba and in english he released his debut album rap city in 2011 and after that he's been releasing music under his own label ybnl nation ever since unruly is alamade's 10th studio album solo album and the first project that i've heard from him since um this album has featured some ck rema fireboy dml um bnxn and ashake all right so i have a few favorites um, I love how mellow Celebrate was, and I felt like it was a perfect introduction to this project. Like, um, it was a humbling song full of gratitude, and I just, I love that. When I first hit play on this, I was like, oh, this is good. Um, Problem was another song that I liked because he was, like, serenading a woman and letting her know that he'll do anything for her, which I love that as well. Um, I enjoyed New Religion with the Shake, um, one of my new favorite uh, Afrobeats artists. Um, and I also enjoyed uh, Mukulu with Rama, because, of 
course, Rama is another one of my favorites. But I also felt like that collaboration was very, very well. Um, I enjoyed this project by Alamade, and I love how um, listening to his music is opening up my ears to more Afrobeats. As I mean, I've always been into it, but like my knowledge and playlist like is just grown ever since i was and really surprised is, that time we got in your car and just how much you like and the, you, the, the whole playlist right just how much really be in <laughs> that it, was like, like an hour ride and yeah, i was yeah. and i was really just yeah. some of the lyrics i didn't know by heart yeah but the beat i knew mm. um so yeah i really really enjoyed this project this week from my second project i had Kiss Me When You See Me by Kay Roosevelt, who's from Los Angeles, California. This is his fifth studio project. Uh, There were zero features on here. He was also the only producer. And the thing is, I love Kay Roosevelt. I think that he's such a vibe, and he has Mm. been since 2013 with his debut project, Rose Gold. Ah, yes. Um, That's his song, Ready. It's still one of my favorite songs to just vibe out to when I'm getting into producer mode, like something, that kind of headspace. Um, it's similar similar to then. I still love the keyboard choices he uses and vocals as well. Specifically on the track Medusa, everything is really minimal instrumentally, but the chord progressions with what feels like real instruments, especially that bass line, it gives it this really trippy, funky feel. And then I love the title track, another more chill and laid back flow, perfect for elevation, um, is Kiss Me When You See Me. I just, you know, I really enjoy him. I think he's a vibe. His his father was a was a keyboardist, and he gets it, you know, honestly, all the instruments that he plays. I really, I think he's dope, man. Nice. For my second project this week, I had Infinity Club by Bambi. She's a DJ and producer from Toronto. Um, her genre consists of a, a mix of jungle, dance hall, drum and bass, and UK garage. Um, this is her debut EP, and honestly, I love it. I found Bambi searching through music, um, through Apple Music, and I also saw that she had like an article on Fader, and I was like, who is Bambi? I pressed play, and I was like, oh, I fucked with this. Um, Infinity Club has features from Aluna, Lady Like, Sydney, um, Rags Originale, and Lamsey. These are also artists, except for Luna. I've heard of her, but these are also some artists that I've never heard of before. So I was also like extra eager to hear, like, what am I getting myself into? Aluna George? Or just a different Aluna? I don't know. I think it's just Aluna. Okay. Um, or it could be. Okay. We should, I'll look up. I'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy this project because, like, it was a, a lot of funk. 
Um, it was vibrant. It was uplifting. It had good rhythm. It was just, it was good fun. Rhythm. Yeah, good very, rhythm. Yeah, very good rhythm. It was fun. Um, and definitely if you're into that style of music, mm. um, that I feel like you'll enjoy it the best. Hooked featuring Aluna had me in a chokehold when I first played it because of how Aluna's vocals floated so nicely. It was a nice falsetto over Bambi's beats. Like, I love that. Word. It's two different Alunas. There's two different, right? Yeah. So Aluna George and Aluna. Got it. Um, Slip and Slide was another one that had a similar vibe, um, especially the verses between Rags and Lamsey, mm. um, was really good. Um. I loved how they played on that. But I think my favorite track was definitely Wicked Gal by Lady Wicked Likes. Gal. She reminded me of kind of like Azalea Banks. Um, she wicked. if you hear the song too it's really really good like it, it had that like that beat to it and it just it felt good and refreshing to hear a new artist that I've never heard from before mm-hmm. and I loved Bambi's production so shout out to her like I, I like her so far I feel like she's killing it um, and I, I'm just glad that I pressed play on this Word. this week for our honorable mentions we had the albums A Letter to You 5 by Trippie Red, Porsches by Reason and Sundial by No Name. And the singles, Now It's Real by Gucci Mane and Boyfriend by Usher. It seems natural for me to wonder up to where you And now it's time for Music News. What happened this week, Khalil? Well, this week Doja Cat is in the headlines again because of her recent messaging to fans. Um <laughs> So a couple weeks ago, she put out a tweet. And it said, uh, she said, Doja Cat responds to fans asking if she says that she loves them. And she says, I don't, though, because I don't even know y'all. Which is real. And that's the part that I want to kind of want to talk about. But then it went further on to talk about um, the her fans named themselves the kittens or something. And she said, my fans don't get to name themselves shit. If you call yourself a kitten or a effing kittens, that means you need to get off your phone and get a job and help your parents with the house. Okay. I mean, that was just a really deep read okay. on your fans who, if they are sitting at home, not without a job, How listening exhausting. to your music, then you should just be thankful. But, um, okay. And that led to her losing 500,000 fans mm-hmm. on Instagram. And so recently she just put out, uh, she did a interview. Oh, 
So recently she did an interview and she put out a statement saying, seeing all these people unfollow me feels like I've defeated a large beast that's been holding me down for oh, so brother. long. And it feels like I can, can re I can reconnect with the people who really matter and love me for who I am and not for who I was. I feel free. Oh my God. Um, okay, so there's like two things for this for me. If it comes to the first part about what she said, that's the part that I can relate to. Right. Because I feel like when she's like, I don't love y'all because I don't even know y'all, that's real because it feels, I think sometimes when you go from, you know, artist to star to superstardom, mm -hmm. it feels like, we've seen Succession, it feels like you get a board of directors, like your right. fans become like the board of directors as to, or the label or whoever is your, your highest mm -hmm. consumer as to what you can and can't put out. And that's annoying. It's like, I don't know y'all. And if you just sit back and let me create you, I'll probably create something you didn't even see coming. Right. So just chill. And don't expect me. It's odd to expect this, this you know, the whole, the whole things we have the with the hives that, and like, you right. know, the, the fan bases. That we don't know these people. That's we why don't. people are so shocked when they come out and see Lizzo maybe it isn't as nice as, you know, mm -hmm. we thought she was or something like that. And that part I can understand. But telling your fans... Tell much you feel free of them. There's a fine line is what I feel like. There's a fine line because when it comes to you as an artist creating art, mm -hmm. right? And putting it out there to be sold and bought from people who are calling themselves kittens or whatever the hell because they really, really love you. So they're streaming your stuff right. and, they're, and they're promoting your stuff. Free on their own dime. Let them call themselves with the paws Whatever if they it want. Is. Cat ears. Whatever it is. Whiskers. You're, they're selling out the shows that you're performing at. Yeah. They're doing all these things. They are fans of you. But what it seems like is like she doesn't care to have fans at all. She's afraid of fame. And I can see that from the beginning of her whole thing, everything she's going through. Right. Like she does not like the idea of fame corrupting her art and controlling her. Okay, now but I understand that. a huge fan base comes with being a successful artist. Right. She's learning how to weather that. But I don't think that she's saying the right things to the no. right people. Because then why are you releasing music anymore? Yeah. Why are you releasing music? Why are you releasing merch? You're coming out with another videos. album. You're about to tour again. Right. Who's coming? Oh, it would have been me and my niece if you don't shut your ass up and be grateful. <laughs> I, 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 I might not buy the ticket, you know. But it's like, you just so need to so take do every you meow that comes right? From the so do you not care anymore that you have people who are purchasing your music and helping you survive? People who have gotten you as far as you are gotten now. Not saying that you know if it wasn't for your talents, it is your talent that has gotten you this far. But mm -hmm. also with the help of your fan base which is what artists need I can understand her fight. I can understand her fight for wanting to maintain her artistry but you can be an artist who gets in your own way if you don't know how to just let things be their thing like the way you she stepped into this game was kind of through this obscurity game we know her from being the cow talking yes. about the moon stuff that alone is going to attract a whole bunch of different kind of fans so like now the fact that you got them you can't be upset that you know, it's growing. It may not be growing in a way that you want it to, but they should. I get, don't let it restrict you. Let them be them, and you do you. Right, because now you just sound ungrateful, and that's why people are like, "All right, I'm over <laughs> right. you." 
Now she's trying to do she like little antics and out, things dog. like, oh, uh, I'm a part of Illuminati. Don't you not want to be a part? Like she's doing a whole bunch of things that it's like, all right, Doja Cat, she's do you just not want to do this anymore? Then just say that. Yeah. Then stop releasing music. I'm sending you good vibes. She was she straight Valley girl cursed them out on Instagram. Yeah, that white side came out. Oh, Most recently, we lost Clarence Avant, who was known as the Black Godfather. Um. Sorry. Most recently, we lost Clarence Avant, um, who passed away at the age of 92. He was known as the black godfather of black music. Um, he was very famous in the music industry. He was a manager um, to pianist composer Lala Schifrin. He started out. He started as a manager to pianist slash composer Lalo, Lalo Schifrin, and he later founded record labels, served as concert organizer, and a special events producer, a fundraiser for Democratic politicians, and a mentor to several African-American executives. So rest in power, Black King. Um, Another uh, unfortunate loss in the music industry was rapper Magoo. Um, He was known as one half of the group Timbaland and Magoo. He passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 50. Um, As you know, Magoo was famous on songs like Up Jumps the Boogie. Um, he did, <laughs> he one of my favorite verses ever in hip hop um, was his verse on Beat Me 911, uh, Missy's track. Yeah. That was like literally one of my favorites. Like I think that's one of the first like raps that I've learned when I was younger, mm. which is crazy. Um, so rest in power to him, as well as DJ Casper. Um, he was a Chicago native. And the creator of the song and dance, um, the Cha Cha Slide. Let's get funky. He passed away at the age of fifty-eight after a battle with cancer. Um, rest in a power to those three black kings, and it's very unfortunate. Um, so just my condolences to their family at this time. On the way, listeners. In what ways do you feel that artists can reciprocate? appreciation and gratitude to their fans tweet us at on the way weekly and let us know we're gonna go and we'll be right back just to take it slow working all night and now i need a heat call my name where you at on the way how far on the way on the way how far we take it all the way we're back and it's time to get into the blackness. Don't touch my head. This is me against the world. Who taught you to hate your family? The blackness. Keep the keep on. Here we talk about the world, i.e., black political and social issues, as we see them through our point of view. What happened this week, Khalil? This week. Another one. Just keep rolling in, boy. Mm-hmm. And you can't ignore them. You have to talk about these things. So uh, the same woman, Fonnie Willis, who filed RICO charges, racketeering charges against YSL, is doing the same thing to Donald Trump and 18 of his allies with a 41-count indictment. Good. Of charges that include 
false statements in writing, solicitation of violation of oath by public officers, violation of the Georgia RICO Racketeering Act, impersonating a public officer, false statements in writings, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. That's only within the first 11. Uh, false statement. Okay. Uh, a lot of false statements in writings, criminal attempt to commit false statements in writings, solicitation, uh, uh, filing false documents, influencing witnesses, conspiracy to commit election fraud. A total of 41 charges. Look. And he's charged. I mean, Donald Trump is in charge with all those. He has maybe about like 14 or 18 counts, I think, or something like that. And the rest of these people with between all of them have all these different charges <laughs> this mm-hmm. is crazy to me um georgia uh a grand jury indicted former president donald trump late monday charging him with felony racketeering and numerous charges in, in his allies and uh efforts to overturn the 2020 election with to overturn an election that's what you're being charged with 41 count indictment also names people like Rudy Giuliani. Bye. Y'all thought this nigga was America's mayor. He's been this way the whole time. Nah, my mom told me he was a white devil in the 90s, and yeah, I never I knew, I never knew she was wrong. Open line, Kiss FM. Right. And, uh, and Tume and uh, um, Bob Slade, they let us throw the deal. John Eastman, Kenneth Cheese Chessborough, Jenna Ellis, and Ray Smith, among several other people. Um, the Fulton County, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis enlisted a special grand jury last year that heard testimony from 75 witnesses. Mm. Amongst the best known moments in the pressure campaign against uh, campaign against Georgia officials was a call in which Trump asked Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to find the votes he needed to beat Joe Biden. You remember the call talking about? Yep. I just need 181 more yep. thousand. Just he literally asked just for 1,000. I need you to find it. The thing. So this case, it, it would hinge on a jury mostly made up of Fulton County members, which are black folk, mm-hmm. between them and DeKalb County. That's how we got the election. That's what that won us the election. Um, they're trying to get a crut in it, but they're trying to get the case moved to a federal level, which would widen the jury pool and would make it. Uh, but it wouldn't remove it from Fonnie Willis's office, but it would make it so that more people would have influence, which is what the Trump's team is trying to do. I'm just baffled. I'm just baffled that this. That he still has this much support after one indictment. It just really shows the racial disparity and balance in this country. Because people can't see... People are blind to the fact that he's done anything wrong. And and he has such a huge fan base, as we talked about before, that he can do the worst shit ever possible uh-huh. and they'll still look at it as as well that's not wrong because of this this and that or it's the american way had or, this been obama if he was close to one indictment ass. the government would have had a damn the, mugshot by now already everybody would so let's talk about that because the thing is and what you said before that um what you said before about his fan base the thing about this is a similar to Watergate that happened in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Thank you, HBO documentaries. Them things slap. They do. Um, but it's similar, to, it's similar to Watergate. And the thing was that at first, when they first found it and called it out, American public was slow to it. They didn't really believe it. It was, sounded like just like, you know, some odd charge that they're trying mm-hmm. to get against the president. But as the when it went to trial, and that's the thing about these. He has four indictments. They're, he's about to be in court. Not court. He's about to be in court. Child. Okay. He has so all of these trials that he has to go through. This is when it might start to change. When you, it'll just be so irrevocably clear to his fan base, or we're just gonna find out that they just really don't care. They don't. Well, I mean, they never like, have. Right. I kind of feel like that already. But um, 
the, what I specifically like about ATL is that they're saying that they are going to televise the case. Good. And that um, when he's arraigned on September 5th, we should fully be expecting a mugshot mm. with no special treatment. In order to win the White House again, he has to go through Georgia. And it's just looking more and more bleak with these charges. People who are already in the middle not wanting to fuck with him again. It seems like this isn't going to make them do it more. Um, and that's how he lost the election last time. I just want to know, you know, and Fonnie Willis, those other, those other trials dates are, are starting. To, they're trying to form for like January of next year. She's seeking for March of next year. His political, if he's the front runner, it's going to be very interesting seeing this nigga in court. Damn motherfucking front runner. He is though. If he if he's still allowed to keep going, his his, his poll numbers are crazy. Which, but we'll see if this court stuff, these files, we'll see if this these trials really uh how they play a role. Yeah, and but I'm not even holding my breath to the outcome of it all. Mm-hmm. Because again, you can't. If you're a felon, you can't vote. Right. But if you have these, you can run for president. Right. It's crazy. This week for my Queen Spotlight, I want to shout out and say a huge congratulations to Alina McQuarter. Um, I've spoken about her before, uh, like a few years ago, actually. She graduated from high school. Well, yeah, she graduated from high school at the age of 12. And she made national headlines as the youngest person to intern at NASA and is the youngest black person to get accepted to medical school. Mm. Um, and now she's a few months away from graduating college at the age of 14. 14. You said graduating college at the age Four of 14? Teen. Wait, yes. what did you just yes. say to me? You yes. said this chi- this child mm-hmm. is You gradu- had the same reaction last waiting. time. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to check myself to make sure I wasn't being disrespectful, Mm-mm. but no, I'm not. This child is graduating college Mm-hmm. By the age of 14, 14 years old, most people yeah. don't go in until they're 18. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's a senior right now at the Arizona State University, and she's going to graduate in December with a bachelor's degree in biomedical biological sciences with a minor in global health. What does it feel like having somebody like that in one of your classes? Like you feel like you're supposed to treat them like a younger child, like you're like you're a student, like you're not even. A I would teacher. hope that she's treated equally. Not even a teacher. You're a student, and like you, this little girl come into class. You want to treat her like you know, like you might treat like a younger kid. I'm talking when she was younger because she's been skipping mm-hmm. grades forever. But then she coming and be smarter than your ass. <laughs> I would hope she she's treated she's treated equally. I really do. Wow. Man. I really do. That's dope. I really do. But congratulations and shout out to you, young black queen. Keep killing it and keep making strides and making headlines. You deserve it. Um, That's like you going to babysit one of your kids, think you got to treat them like a little kid, and they come out <laughs> be smarter than you. Like, oh, I got a paper to write, Sylvie. <laughs> God, I can't the go to bed at nine. Okay, the, everything's in the microwave. <laughs> okay, I know what to do. Yeah, nah, that'll be my last day working there. <laughs> <laughs> she's too smart like, she's too smart for her own good stop <laughs> <laughs> I hate people say that shit you're too smart for your own good like the fuck does that mean nigga you intimidated as fuck uh. on the way listeners what are your thoughts on the outcomes of Trump's indictment charges tweet us at on the way weekly and let us know we're gonna go and we'll be right back I don't need nobody else oh you got me on the way yearning for your loving baby I need that every day cause you know this ain't made for for nobody but you 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 
It's a wrap. It's time to get out of here, but not before we leave you with some encouragement. Once again, you can find our quotes on our Twitter at On The Way Weekly every Monday for some motivation. This week, our quote says, You either join the country club or you remain a damn caddy. And I'm not a fucking caddy. Period. So I got this quote from Clarence Avant, RIP, once again. And I felt this. Like, I felt like this spoke to me in ways that you have to find ways to be a leader um, and also more than what you have started with, um, which reminds you of like how a journey and how it begins and how it grows. Um, you can either stay a seed or you can blossom into your full potential. That's period. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching his documentary, The Black Godfather on Netflix, and just seeing, you know, how not taking no for an answer, Mm -hmm. where it can get you and the rooms that it get you into, and then knowing how to be in those rooms. Like, it's all about, yes, exactly what you will demand for yourself. And then once you get into those spaces, how to play those spaces. Exactly. And, um, you know, it develops qualities, resilient qualities that get you to the next level each time. Um, For sure, you can... (laughs) I ain't no damn caddy. <laughs> I tell it's you that. true. I ain't no caddy. Um, yeah, so for sure. Well, if you're looking for me, you can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter at K-A-H-L-I-L-X-D-A-N-I-E-L. No, I'm not in L.A. Not right now. I mean, you can't just <laughs> post a picture from that was from February. Uh-huh. Like, I've learned the gram really expects you to be where you post the picture for you. So weird. you at like. I get it, Doja Cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shut up. Just dumb. And you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash kxdmusic. And you can find all my music streaming on the title, the Apple, the Spotify. KD3 is still here, yours for the summertime. And everything else on my website at khalildaniel.com. And if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at Sylvie Jones, S-Y-L-V-E-E-J-O-N-E-S. Um... I don't really have any fitness advice, but I would say to try a new beverage this week. Whatever that may be. It doesn't have to be alcoholic, but try a new beverage. Okay. Mm-hmm. I recommend guava juice if y'all ain't had that. I'm Caribbean. I've had that. I said y'all, not oh, you. Okay. <laughs> and for everything else you heard this week, you can find us on our Facebook at facebook.com slash on the way pod. And on our websites at instinctent.com slash on the way and mochapodcastsnetwork.com slash on the way. And if you love what you hear, please make sure to like and subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app and on any app that is streaming podcasts, such as Deezer, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and am I missing anything? Everything is. We're everywhere. Prayed pretty much and also be on the lookout for our playlist dropping soon q3 2023 coming at you and i forgot to mention i made the dark child playlist after listening to him on we sound crazy oh my gosh man two and a three plus hours maybe of just history of like oh Either way, I'll put that out there for y'all too. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Later. Yeah, yeah. We stress, we grind one time, three times.